SEC Episode 70 of Compliance Into the Weeds, a podcast where, with my good friend and colleague Matt Kelly, editor and founder of Radical Compliance, we take a deep dive into the weeds of a compliance or compliance-related story. Today we take a look at a story that caught Matt's eye, which were which involves a hotline reporting app which incorporates artificial intelligence into it. I've been writing about artificial intelligence this week, and I thought it was a great convergence of two of the themes that Matt and I try to bring forward in this podcast, Compliance Into the Weeds, which is the intersection of compliance and technology. There is a company called Neighborhood Watch for Corporations, which created an app uh, (coughs) which allows additional information to be ascertained from an anonymous whistleblower. It's a great exploration of how technology can further operationalize your compliance program, but also make your compliance professional in your organization much more efficient. I know you will enjoy it. Compliance Into the Weeds is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox and Matt Kelly back for another episode of Compliance Into the Weeds. I'm Tom Fox, a compliance evangelist. Matt Kelly is founder and editor of Radical Compliance. This is the podcast where we go into the weeds, taking a deep dive into a compliance-related topic. Today, we have a fascinating podcast based upon a podcast, another podcast, so I guess this is a meta-podcast, uh, that Matt did on better whistleblowing reporting. It uh, incidentally coincided with an article or a series of articles I'm writing on artificial intelligence, and it's a fascinating way for the compliance practitioner to literally take leaps and bounds forward in a compliance program using uh, currently existing technology. So, Matt, with uh, that introduction, why don't you set the stage, uh, tell us who you interviewed and what you found so fascinating. Yeah, sure, Tom. It's uh, always a pleasure to be here. So this idea came to me when I was talking with a uh, startup called Neighborhood Watch for Corporations, and the CEO of that firm is a guy named Scott LeVictor. He approached me to talk about the benefit of having an app for uh, hotline reporting, incident reporting. Now, that unto itself, I suppose, is probably not news. I know that uh, various compliance officers have been using apps to communicate with employees and vice versa for a while. But actually, I started to tug more on the underlying technology that an app allows and the benefits that it brings over the more traditional telephone hotlines. And I know hotlines will will always say the word hotline in future. I don't know that it will actually be telephone technology, but you know, we all say hotline, we think telephone call. But when you get into the, I suppose, when you get into the weeds of how the app technologies will work into the future, really, you see that it's much more about how do you amplify the reporting mechanisms. Don't get hung up on the word hotline. Don't get hung up on the phone. And there's a lot you can do here. And that's how this came about. So the uh, I really saw a couple of different things uh, in your uh, write-up of the podcast that's included in your blog posting or posting with the podcast. Number one is you amplified the results or at least amplified the initial hotline report, but I thought it really did a little bit more than amplify it, Matt. It really expanded it as well. 
And it showed, I think, uh, the real power of artificial intelligence and a technological solution, which is to bring more information in a quicker manner to the compliance professional, yet requires uh, the human touch and a human human to interpret it and utilize it going forward. So um, maybe we can explore that. But you really started off going in a different direction, which was uh, what you see as the tension in whistleblower reporting. Why don't you really talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, and you know, I think that this is especially coming to mind these days because we have so many of these um, harassment allegations now coming to the surface in the Me Too movement. Uh, the tension would be between employees who want anonymity. Um, maybe they don't necessarily want to exercise the anonymity, but they want the option to be anonymous if they so choose. They want that cloak, that protection. Um, which is fine and understandable. But on the other side, at the compliance officer's perspective, you want precision and detail about what is actually being reported so that I can therefore go and investigate it. And I think this is one of those odd situations where both sides, you know, their heart is in the right place. You can't fault either side for wanting what they want, but these things do not necessarily exist uh, copacetically. Like I said, there's a tension here and um, especially for older technologies around whistleblower hotlines, if it was just a phone call where somebody left a voicemail that might be anonymous, but you don't necessarily get the details that you want. Um, or even if you have a call center where somebody's calling anonymously, they might not understand what they're being told. They might get to record a question, a detail, they might record it incorrectly. There, there is imprecision around the older technologies. And so this was really more about how could artificial intelligence delivered through an app, which is really just a fancy way of saying software, but how can artificial intelligence delivered through an app keep the anonymity that the caller would like to have in their back pocket, but still guide them in a way that gives you, the compliance officer, the right details that you want. How can the tech bridge those two points? That's, I think, is, is the key that people have to keep in mind. So in utilizing this technology that uh, Neighborhood Watch for Corporations has developed, how did you feel that that uh, technology really bridged those two tensions? Well, Scott LeVictor at Neighborhood Watch, he gave the great example, which is very believable, is that somebody might call a hotline and say, oh, yeah, I saw my supervisor. He stole like 500 bucks. Um, go look into it. Click. Okay, that, that is a, a report. It is potentially a serious red flag of something, but you don't know who. You don't know where this came from. You don't know where the $500 came from. You don't know where the call came from. Um, so an app would probably be trying to translate, oh, my boss stole 500 bucks to allegation theft. Uh, amount $500, you know, it kind of puts some structure around it. Um, so an app could ask questions like, what is your boss's title? Had he, have you seen your boss uh, take money before? Did your boss take the money and give it to somebody else? Did you see that other person? What time of day did you think this happened? You know, and the app can tease out details um, that would then help the compliance officer try and reconstruct what, what was the event that actually happened. Because once you know details like title of the executive, 
location of the executive, time of day, you know, not to be too big brotherish about it, but we could then do data analytics to kind of reverse engineer only John Smith in the procurement department in the Chicago office had free time at that hour. So why don't we see if he is the perpetrator in question who stole the $500? Much more precise. But you're still giving that person using the app the anonymity. And you know, we can certainly scale that example up. But really, don't forget all that AI is these days. And as much as I'm a fan of sci-fi and everything else, AI still right now is just a big series of additional statements and questions. Did this happen? Yes, no. If it yes, ask this question. If no, ask this other one. And we keep going down the decision tree until we get to whatever we want. That's what an app allows. And again, we use the word app because where could the app be? Doesn't matter. Could be on your iPad, could be on your phone, could be on your home computer, could be on your work computer, could be anywhere at all. Um, the app is simply a piece of software out there that lets people interact with the company in ways that are useful for both the caller and the compliance officer. That's it. And there's a lot of logic to that. So in uh, my looking at uh, AI, generally for my series uh, that I've been running uh, last week and this week, I saw three basic types of AI that might work in the compliance uh, space or three types of uh, different uh, AI programs. One was generally process automation, which simply took data and sped it up. Second was cognitive insight, which allowed uh, perhaps uh, prediction uh, based upon certain information that came. And then third was cognitive engagement. And from your uh, description of the whistleblower process, it seemed like to me this type of solution was certainly cognitive insight, and it might even be closer to cognitive engagement because it would give the compliance practitioner solid information, which uh, then could be utilized for a variety of reasons, starting with, obviously, an immediate triage of the situation to determine if an investigation was uh, warranted. But one thing that you have consistently talked about really in the technology space for compliance officers, which is what does it mean? And they do, uh, there's a lot of information, there's a lot of data, but they're not always sure what that data means. And I saw your blog post really uh, as a way to help the compliance officer understood what this data meant in a much larger picture uh, of what comes in through their hotline. Did you get any of that sense? I, I think that that is key that makes hotline metrics useful, and it really gets to why we should move away from the phone and the underlying phone technology was just, it's a voice message that gets transcribed either onto like magnetic tape or a pink post-it note or a written report or anything that gets rekeyed. All of that goes away with AI and other more cutting edge technology where it really allows people to classify the information in the report uh, in useful ways. And then if you do that with all the reports, a compliance officer can aggregate all of it. And, you know, you might find that all of your managers in a certain plant are, you know, you're getting reports about all of them. Uh, you might find that a certain executive is getting multiple allegations across multiple locations. Um, I strongly suspect that that is something that maybe the Weinstein companies or wind resorts would have liked to be able to get those kind of anonymous reports at scale for their runaway CEOs. Um, you know, that you'll really be able to pull together 
metrics that let you ask deeper questions about, is our culture wrong? Are our senior leaders not communicating? Is our training effective? Are our policies and procedures working? Because you really, if you just look at one incident at a time, you can't get that holistic picture. And to get the holistic picture, you need data about your reports. AI lets you characterize all this data at scale. It's very cost-effective way to do it. And that's the sort of insight people need. And, you know, one thread that I, I mentioned at the start of this podcast here, Tom, and we let it go, is um, I want to get back to the importance of something like this for harassment complaints. Um, you know, the questions I asked about, hey, I saw my boss stealing 500 bucks and giving it to some dude in a trench coat. That's easy. But the questions you need to ask for somebody who maybe has experienced harassment, they're very personal. And that's going to be awkward if they have to call a hotline and talk to another human about, did the boss do this? Did the boss do that? How did you respond? Um, privacy helps. And apps let you deliver that privacy. Um, so I think that when we look at these really damning sort of types of misconduct that can derail a, a company – Weinstein companies, wind resorts, and I'm sure there will be others. This technology overcomes that hurdle. And I think it's very important. Really, what we're getting at is automating away the intrusive part of a call, which is taking the triage, which somebody at the call center saying, well, did they do this? Did they do that? The app does all of that. It's just not as embarrassing and awkward. So um, and to benefit, uh, to boot, you get to scale up the analytics of that across many different reports um, in a very time, timely way. So now I, I do not know Neighborhood Watch corporations. I do not know them well. I know there are others that are coming out with apps like this. I'm not going to get hung up on any particular vendor. But when you look at the force of logic and where the technology is going, clearly this kind of stuff how we think about reporting mechanisms and the technology, like this is where the momentum is going. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. There's one thing you touched on briefly in those uh, last few remarks, but you, I thought, fleshed out a little more in the blog post write-up that I'd like to, to talk about, which is artificial intelligence does not have to be an entire enterprise-wide uh, reappraisal, reassessment, reintegration, and new complete holistic project uh, because this is an app. It's simply yeah. that. And as you said, uh, on our phones, our iPads, our desktops, or whatever, uh, but it's an app that literally anyone in an organization who has a smart something can use. And so one of the things I would really like to uh our listeners to take away from this podcast and your post and podcast on this is that simply because it's artificial intelligence does not necessarily mean it's going to be big, intrusive, and or expensive. Uh, this is something that's uh, you know pretty light, pretty easy, uh, and incredibly useful for all of those reasons. Yeah, I, I would say the adjectives I would use first for AI are more like precise and fast. Um, you know these. Conditional statements, did the salesman pull his pants down in public? Did he do it in the elevator? Did he harass you twice? All that. Like that can be gamed out to exquisite levels of sophistication that really get to the, the essence of what the compliance officer wants to know about and what the caller wants to tell you. Um, and you know, I, I definitely think that in, in the fullness of time, AI probably will be transformational, but you know, 
you can certainly sneak it in in all these little ways and start to reap the benefits right away. So I thought it was just a fascinating uh, blog post with multiple uh, entry points, exit points, and points for discussion everywhere in between. And really glad you put it up because it really drove home to me uh, what I'd been thinking about and writing about, but in a different focus, uh, which is you do you can get precision, you can get speed, but more importantly, you can get additional information that's digestible from something that uh, uh, maybe co- may not be costly and may not require an entire team to implement. So uh, very interesting. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance Into the Weeds. If you have some questions for either one of us, you can reach Matt at mkelly at radicalcompliance.com. You can reach me, Tom Fox, at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it if you would rate our podcast and leave a comment. We take comments into account in future episodes. Compliance Into the Weeds is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.